0: I'm Nicole Block, your host today for Hints from HR. I'm joined, as usual, by the lovely Becca Ramati, VP for TAAEF, and then Blaise Spitaleri, who works for Gemstar Construction out of Houston. Uh, We want to start off by saying that I think we all can agree that maybe we're a little weary of living through unprecedented times, uh, whether it be COVID or now, if you're in Texas, Snowvid. Um, we just wanted to kind of open up the podcast by talking about, you know, what's happened in the state of Texas over the past seven to 10 days and, and what the next steps are going to look like. Uh, and, then, and then maybe kind of link it back to some of the things we've discussed during this series, um, because I know that, you know, our, our talent and our team are very important. I know that we've talked about that, you know, week in and week out. Um, but I think with what happened over the past seven to 10 days, I think it really illustrates and make some of those connections for us that we've been to kind of talking about all week. So I just wanted to kind of open up um, with that and, you know, and just maybe give um, maybe give Blaze an opportunity to kind of talk through what his experience has been with SnowVid uh, and Becca as well. And then we'll get rolling. So, Blaze, how how have you weathered the storm?
1: This has been an interesting week, to say the least, or the last 10 days or so. Um... Yes. Yeah, so first off, I, I do want to just uh, say that I, I hope everybody's being safe and uh, getting the resources that they need. I know a lot of people out there are struggling. Uh, you know, being on the you know supplier partner side and working with Gemstar Construction, any kind of GC or emergency response teams, plumbing teams, uh, we've seen an unprecedented amount of phone calls and emergencies. And uh, we're, we're trying to respond as best as possible. And um, you know, it, it's been it's been tough out in the field. It's been stressful for everybody. You know, from the residents to the on-site teams to the maintenance staff to you know the partners that are trying to help out as best as we can and show support. And a lot of us are even dealing with our own homes Absolutely. and uh, our own challenges ourselves. You know, and and our on-site teams and our and our maintenance teams too. And they're uh, just Working tirelessly for the residents and for the communities, and then going home and also dealing with their own sets of issues. And uh, to say the least, I think uh, we need to really focus on uh, mental health as well, and and make yeah. sure we we can take a break and you know get through this. Talk to people and and work together. I myself have reached out to other supplier partners that I guess would be considered uh, competitors in any other uh, industry, but you know we we're all friends. We all know each other, and our ultimate goal is to you know. Where's driven by the customer satisfaction really you know yeah. we're we're that's what we're here, so we're we're just been working together, talking to each other, helping one another out, and then um you know obviously to help out all the communities so we've been taking water to properties uh food to properties. I know we've sent over um even some water trucks and uh porta potties and things of that yeah. nature just mm-hmm. to help out a lot of communities that don't have running water still and if They do. They might not have uh, hot water yet, you know, dealing with tremendous amount of issues of the inside floodings that uh, that occurred. So a lot of units down, offices down, clubhouses down. You know, then we had, you know, the aftermath with all the fires that also could have took place. And there are a couple of communities that have really uh, not been on the beneficial side of that that we all need to uh, rally around and work together. But that's what I love about our industry too, is everybody's so resilient and understanding and everybody wants to work together for the greater good. So.
0: Well, and and I think too, you know, you hit on a good point. And I know we talked about it a lot in our culture episode, uh, but when we're talking about kind of that work life balance, harmony, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's really poignant for us to remember that you, you can't like fill anyone else's cup when yours is empty. And so when we have these situations where I think that as an industry, we try to approach things with a servant's mentality and a customer service yeah. approach, and we can pivot and we are resilient. But I think over time, you keep getting punched, you keep getting punched, you keep getting punched, you keep getting punched. And when something like this happens, it is catastrophic. You're getting punched by 12 different directions, up, down, all around. And then your foundation, your rock, you know, your home, your family yeah. right. have been you know now compromised. And so I think that you know, talking about that work-life, you know, alignment, harmony, balance—whatever word you want to use—you know, we're at the point now to where we we need to just take a step back and and hit the reset button. Take take ten to fifteen minutes um, just to take a mental break because the work is still going to be there. This is going to take months and years, yeah. you know, to to really truly rectify. In some cases, depending on the extent of the damage, and. Mm-hmm you're going to be much more impactful for your team and for your residents and for your family if you're able to kind of hit that reset button. It's definitely easier said than done. But just remember that, you know, we just went through something that was, again, catastrophic. And it was poignant and impactful, but it hit everybody. So it wasn't like you could lean on your general support system. Like if you're having a challenge, we all have people that we reach out to because they were just as strapped. You know, and I think that that was what, you know, I know. Becca and I were talking a little bit that sometimes people that had power almost had like a survivor's guilt, if you will, or like a power guilt, if you will, because you were. Powerless to help the people that didn't have power, I mean, you can invite them into your home, but that, that's, that's just your neighborhood, you know. Right. Um, and so you you start to find other ways to help. Like the examples you gave, you know, with Gemstar, you know, trying to do get water or food. Um, some people are chopping up firewood and handing it out because that's the only commodity they had. They might not have power or water, but they've got wood, you know, or or food or whatever it might be. And and I think some of the things, you know, and Beck, I'd love for you to touch on this um, that we've seen in our industry you know, really coming together is,
2: you know, I think sitting behind the computer because I'm not on site, I was really inspired and amazed by people reaching out to help people from outside of the state, you know, who wanted to come and relieve their, their, their friends or relieve other people in the industry, or wanted to send water, give help, give just moral, you know, words of encouragement was really meaningful and speaks so much to this industry. And it's very unique in that, um, and it was really wonderful to see. It. Well, in time
0: after time after time, we're getting knocked down. You know, again, I think, you know, resiliency is definitely whether you are a job seeker to this industry or you currently are uh, supporting this industry as an operator or a supplier. Resiliency is like top three as far as the qualities that you need to have to be in this in this industry. But everybody gets sure. tired. You know, everybody sure. gets tired. And I think that that's, um, that's kind of the challenge that we have. And I in And one of the things I wanted to kind of kick back to, kind of going back to our last episode um, when Jason Fine uh, was talking about, you know, how he tries to convey what to expect in an interview to someone who's maybe not familiar with this industry that might be coming from somewhere totally different. How can you convey what, you know, to expect? Um, Now, granted, you don't want to say that these type of catastrophic events are going to happen all the time. Things are changing, you know, in our environment and this just happened in Texas 10 years ago. Before that, it wasn't in, even in recent memory before that happened, you know? And then you have hail season that's coming for for Texas and you've got the storms are coming in August and September. Yeah. And let's talk about Houston. You know, the hundred year flood is a term I heard growing up. Again, I would assume that happens once every hundred years, <laughs> but
1: how many that's hundred year, year floods
0: have you had Blaze, in the past five years?
1: Yeah, too many to count. And, uh, you know, that's a sign of, you know, <laughs> how our uh, weather has been impacting our, our large cities here too, and how important it is to go back to, to have people on site that uh, understand this and know when the, when the going gets tough, you know, they got to be reliable and be there. I know uh, we mentioned earlier, I, I wanted to just give him a shout out, Robert Hills from Camden. Now, I, and I didn't get to see all the stories, uh, Becca, but you you said that I guess his property was going through something, uh, yeah. catastrophic, obviously. Uh, I think a lot of them were, but- uh, just wanted a Room to Grow Ambassador uh, winner for 2021, if you want to share that story.
2: Sure. Um, So Robert Hills with Camden was the winner of our Be the Next Room to Grow Ambassador video challenge. He's in Dallas at the Camden Victory Park apartment. Someone captured on Facebook, flood water flooding out of an apartment from a burst pipe over the balcony and onto the street and you know that was that was everywhere and i think they did a news story on it and it's just heartbreaking for what you know and you know how hard these folks are working
1: robert uh you know thank you for all your hard work all of the maintenance men that are out there uh working day and night uh with and
0: women vehicles. maintenance men and women come on blaze
1: yeah that's uh that's what i meant to say thank you absolutely who's yeah, testing us i apologize
0: no no you you're don't fine don't- but i think that the I think that kind of brings it full circle though you know our our maintenance you know room to grow ambassador you know was really showing exactly why he was considered for that um designation and that distinction but so so is that's so of everyone else you know all of the maintenance people all of the office people, all of the corporate people, all of the suppliers I mean everyone wore, wore every hat you know and we talked about in our virtual interviewing um, skills section that or episode excuse me that you need to ask questions to back into the characteristics that you're looking for so if you're passionate about empowerment or growing and developing people or their decision making you know this isn't this was a time where you had to have the decision makers there because when thousands of gallons a second are pouring out of a multitude of pipes what do you do where do you go how do you you know how do you fix a situation with the least amount of damage damage is coming right But the least amount of damage, the least amount of impact to your resident, the least amount of impact to your business, and several people—you are going to do some after-action reviews. I'm sure of this because, of course, we're all still in the middle of the of the recovery. And hopefully, some after-action reviews take place and saying, "Hey, what can we do next time to better serve our associates and our residents? What can we do next time to ensure our building is more prepared, if you will?" Some things it's just nature of the beast, right? I mean, you know, you're going to drop down to one degree for four or five days in Texas. I get it. But does everyone know where the water shutoff valves are for every single building? Does everyone know about the fire suppression system and how it works? Um, Does everyone know to communicate about some people that weren't multifamily saying, oh gosh, I just can't wait for it to thaw out. And everyone in multifamily is like, no, no, we haven't handled the stuff that's happened during the freeze, right? Because once things start to thaw, what happens, Blaze?
1: Yeah, it's, it's only going to get worse from then on then.
0: Right, because that's when your leaks show. That's when yeah. all the, the busted pipes start to, you know, thaw. So, you know, so I think it's just a matter of, you know, taking a look, just like we talked about with the job descriptions, like we talked about with the maintenance tests. When we talked about with your interviewing approach and your culture, as a company, take a look at your emergency procedures and take a look at how you handle those and how you communicate that right. to where your teams feel that they're equipped. You
1: know, yeah, do, it's definitely you know, going it, to change. It's definitely going to change the yeah. approach that uh that we have for our on-site teams to understand what to do in certain emergencies. And it was actually at a meeting I had yesterday morning at seven a.m. I, I sat down, and one of my sales members, uh, sales team members, came in, and he brought a book from one of the management companies that we were helping out. And in that book, it it was a well detailed what to do in any kind of situation whether it was anything that's just happening in Texas, like nationwide in hostage situations, in freezes, in in hurricanes, tornadoes, everything, every kind of um, thing imaginable, they had a procedure list. And I was like, I wonder, and being not on the management side, I wonder if every management team has this because I don't think they do. But if they yeah. don't, they really need to invest in this and that education into what to do in these procedures. I know a lot of people go through, you know, your education courses for, you know, getting certified, your cam, yeah. your caps and all. And and you go through those motions, I guess. But then when it happens, uh, implementing a procedure and, and, and a plan of action right then and there, uh, you don't have really a lot of time to waste.
0: Well, you nailed it. No, you absolutely nailed it because, you know, now. again, I'm doing this for a couple of decades now. And I, and I would say that it's form over substance in a lot of cases, like they may, you know, they meaning corporate or they meaning the property might have a book somewhere that they made because of something like this, but is it part of the training curriculum? Is it part of the coaching? You know, you know, it, again, do you have to memorize everything that happens in that book? No, but do you need to know where the book is? Do there need to be multiple copies? Does everyone on your team need to know where it is? Is it digital to where, you know, you're now working from home? You know, now you're thinking about it, you know, do you have it available or is it burning in the fire?
2: Is it up to date? 100%. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a lot like Charlotte Flores was talking about with the job description. Yes. Major pain. Nobody wants to take the time to look at it, but once you do, you're going to be so much more effective with who you're finding because the, the, the description's up to date and it speaks to what the property needs rather than a job description. And so I think same thing with this kind of manual. Is it up to date? You have to take the time to make sure that it stays up to date and it can't be something you just check off and you're done and you put it on the shelf. Yeah. Well,
0: it's part of one. And one of the challenges in our industry that we've talked about as far as, I know in the culture episode, is how do you maintain that culture? Because you have so much turnover. You know, just naturally in our industry, whether it be promotions, which is great, or growth, which is fantastic, you know, but we have so much turnover. Does Again, does everyone know where that emergency procedures manual is or to find it online? What if your computers are down? I know we're trying to go paperless in a lot of ways. Maybe this is something that's held on paper too, because if your computers are down, you know, maybe you have in both areas, of course, but but yes, because a turnover, do they know where it is? Is it up to date? Again, I we hear form over substance a lot, where we're doing it to check a box, and it doesn't really serve the purpose it was intended to serve. And so, it's just another question that I think as operators and suppliers we should ask ourselves um, after we do something like this. And, and sometimes, unfortunately, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, but take that and do something with it, you know. And and that's what we're challenging you guys to do. Is we're trying to find you know talent, or, or to the job seeker, we're trying to show you what our industry is like. We're trying to be a very transparent. Um, You know, in saying that we have emergencies too, you know, we have challenges as well um, as every industry does, but how are we trying to combat it to ensure that we have given you the tools that you need to, to be more successful? Because again, you already feel out of control. You can't control the weather. You can't control if you have water, you can't control if you have power. And so what can you control? And I think that's the steps that we're, um, that we're just seeing as so crucial for your, again, your mental health and your stability, because people are, you know, once once you've lost, you know, your motivation and you feel like everything is lost then your attitude has changed and you're really not effective,
1: all experience. To, to speak to that, Nicole, too, you know, uh, communicate with everybody too. communicate with your teams, communicate with your corporate, communicate with your supplier partners, because if we don't know what you need to, we can't help you. So we, we really need to know and you need to vocalize uh, what you need in these times and that speaks to company culture too. I, I think you know how how your organizations are are handling this is going to speak volumes to, you know, the the type of uh, product or just whatever you're putting out there in the world. Like you. Yeah. It's going to trickle down. So I always talk about, you know, going kind of feeding back into that mental health. You know, you kind of reflect your mirror image of whatever kind of energy that you're putting out in the world. I always kind of use an example of, if you're walking down the street and you kind of say hi to somebody and walk by and they say hi back, it kind of makes you feel good. But if you do that and somebody kind of gives you like, maybe like a snide look, And they're just, why are you saying hi to me? It kind of, you walk away like, wait, what did I just do? What just happened? Because you're just kind of reflecting that energy. You don't know what just happened. So that's
0: Blaze's story moving from New York to Texas, right? So he's walking down the street in New York and no one says anything. Now he comes to Texas, like, why are all these people talking to me? It
1: was an adjustment. So, yeah, it is super important, though, because that's, you know, the mental health, you know, stay patient, stay calm. Uh, you Sometimes you're not going to get all the answers that you want to hear, but you're going to get the truth, especially from your supplier partners. And I think that's our industry is built that way, where I don't think anybody out there, at least our trusted partners, they're not going to try to gouge you. They're not going to try to hurt you during these times. We sincerely want to help. And I know you know that we want to help because we value all of our relationships. I mean, we're all a big family and uh, we're we're here to help just communicate and uh, ask us for whatever you need, whoever it is. And if I can't get it or this person can't get it, we know people that can get it and we can make those calls to make that happen. Well, Uh, we're we're
0: all under We're all under deadlines. We're all under pressures. And I think the the best way for me, you know, seek first to understand the person across from you before you want to be understood. And we talk about kind of giving grace to get it. And I think it's kind of going back to those, just kind of resetting those approaches because everyone's making the same call. Everyone has the same, you know, all of the insurance companies want an estimate three days after this has happened, right? I mean, every insurance company that I've dealt with wants... Can you just give me a rough estimate?
1: So I'm glad you brought up estimates right now, because that's something that I'm trying to be 100% transparent and truthful with people. It was like, we're, we're trying to handle emergencies very quickly. And what we're seeing also is when we're going onto sites, they might think it's just this one little isolated issue. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, you take care of that, you turn water on and you find out that's not an isolated issue. It's all over the place. And you know, so it's really hard to even give you any kind of estimate right now during the emergency services portion. You sure. know, build backs will be a little bit different, but uh, be patient with us. I've been telling people like most of the places that I've talked to, you're a couple of days out, even if not further. Uh, materials have been so scarce as well. We've been overnighting materials from out of state. Absolutely. We've been reaching out to other supplier partners and uh, distributors and we're driving over state lines to pick up, uh, pick up different kind of materials to take care of uh, our communities that we service. So, in, and we're not the only ones doing it. It's everybody okay. out there. So you know, uh, be patient with us. We're trying our best and we're exhausting all of our, the avenues that we possibly can to, to make sure that it's not as stressful. And uh, as it can be, and, and we're going to get through it together.
0: Well, and I think that you're, you know, going back to the mental health piece and then we've gone back to that a couple of times because it's just so crucial right now <laughs> is, uh, but I think that, you really have to 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 really focus on what you can control and what you can't um, it doesn't mean that what you can't control doesn't have to be dealt with right we still have to problem solve for everything but don't spend a whole lot of time on what you can't control i mean yes there are steps and things you need to do but when you constantly are analyzing and why is this and why is this i'm never going to get you know ahead of my day and every everybody's attacking me and and i'm tired too when those when that Starts to roll that way. You've got to deprogram and start rolling it the other way to where you change from a, you know, a passive stance to an active stance, um, to where you can say, here are the phone calls I'm going to make today. Here's the follow up I'm going to be able to to get. Here are the people I still need to hear from. Instead of no one's talking to me and ever, you know, it's your mindset. We've talked about that is crucial. Um, You know, even they we talk about power poses. You know, there's times when I man I strike that Wonder Woman power pose and I'm ready you know and i and y'all think i'm joking but i'm not joking you know that your mindset is going to make this easier or it will make it harder i mean that's that's just kind of that's just kind of the nature of the beast you know so we all have to get through this and we're we as an industry are here to support we are a fantastic industry and i and we have seen some just harrowing things happen to us and we but we've seen heroes and heroines that have stepped up and just you know beat it down so keep that in mind. No, we're not through it yet, yeah. um, but the recovery is where the miracles are. You know, This is where we're going to start to claw out of this, um, but we have to turn around and make an active kind of approach with it.
2: And it's where we get stronger.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%, 100%. So you're, but, you're, but just think about that. You know, I mean, I know we're coming close on time, but as we've been talking through all of these episodes and, and your, your hints from HR, a lot of it has to do with your attitude whether it's hiring for the right attitude because you can train the skill set if it's the attitude you bring you know to culture what aligns with your core values or is it you know how you're conveying yourself in an interview you know we've been able to draw parallels to how you present yourself to everything and so if you choose if you choose to just take a deep breath and do what you can and everything's still on the list again, but you have to prioritize and give yourself a little bit of grace. Then you'll see everybody else kind of start to do that around you because energy is contagious one way or the other.
1: Talking about the mental health and um, yeah. you know, the HAA is doing their expert exchange right now. And I know John Boriak, the president of HAA uh, 2021 is on that. He he put out a forward uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, there, w- there was a couple of things that resonated because he talked about mental health and he talked about like just turning off. He said for like 15 minutes a day, he turns off his phone. He just goes out. He kind of recenters his, you know, his energies and his focus. And I think that's something that, uh, it resonated with me. Actually, I forwarded it to a bunch of people outside of our industry too, because I just thought it was just a great letter. And, um, and I, I, we need to, it's not that we don't know, right. You know, we know this stuff, but it's really important to hear it over and over again, because we forget to do it because we don't take care of ourselves. You know, typically by nature, we want to go out and help everybody else. And because we're selfless people, and especially in this industry, I think we're selfless people. We forget about ourselves, but it's really important. Take that 15 minutes, shut off your phone, turn everything off. Don't let your brain start like telling yeah. you all the things that you should be doing right now, because I think that's how we, most of us work is yeah. like, I could be doing this right now. I could be doing this. Yeah.
0: Right now. But, I, but I think if you set boundaries and that was one of the things, you know, I know that during COVID in 2020, I I had to really just stop and go, whoa, because I was working 24 Mm seven and the, and because I was working from home, there literally were no boundaries. I went from my bedroom to my office and I went from my office to the kitchen every once in a while. Right. And then I went back to my bedroom to go to bed and, and, and I just have to set those boundaries. And so setting those boundaries, taking that 15 minutes, the term self care is like now something that's in our vernacular all the time because Mm -hmm. it should be, you know, and I think that, you know, we, we've gotten to a point to where it's like we're glorifying sleepless nights and all these people that work and burn the candle at both ends. And I think that we we need to kind of, again, flip that script a little bit. Um, and of course, yes, things have to be done and emergencies happen, but live, live by the rule, not by the exception um, and kind of start, try to work your way through that to where you're preserving your mental health for the future. I mean, really, I mean, I know right now, again, we're all in a, a stressful time, but if you practice that, Self-care, if you practice those boundaries, if you practice, then you'll do that for your team because those leaders, you know, if someone's emailing me at three o'clock in the morning, I'm like, oh, do I have to respond to three o'clock in the morning? You know, so it's just you have... we don't understand the ripple effect of our actions until sometimes it's too late, you know? So I think that that mental, the mental care, and you know, it's funny, it's, I liken it, you know, I have a new, I have a new driver as of tomorrow. My son will be 16 and I have an 18 year old. And and I try to tell him like, look, the person that's speeding all around you, they're not going to get there that much faster. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so just take your time. If you ever watch that person in traffic, that's like, they're not going to get there that much faster. They're just (laughs) wasting their energy, right? And so it's like, you're, if you, unplug for 15 minutes or you end your day at six for the most part or whatever and and start the next day you'll actually be more efficient because you'll be more rested and you'll set boundaries you know and, and you're not going to the, the work is always going to be waiting I mean what industry doesn't have work like, right. oh I did I did everything today back I'm done.
2: Congratulations. <laughs> hey I really want to thank Nicole and Blaze for taking the time every week to participate and we We do background work and we do have conversations besides this one to get ready. So thank you both so much. Uh, Thank (laughs) you to everybody on property who is doing just an amazing job. Thank you to all our supplier partners. We really appreciate you. Thank you, everybody.